Welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students, a multi-part podcast series that gives college students the knowledge and tools to handle their financial situation during and after college. Your host for this program is Professor Frank Longo of Centenary University School of Professional Studies. Please note that before making any financial decisions, please seek sound financial advice from a financial professional. And now, here is your host, Professor Frank Longo. Hello, and welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students. Thank you for joining us. In today's session, we will talk about common investing mistakes and how to avoid them. We are all human, obviously, which means we all make mistakes. We should try to reduce or minimize the impact of our mistakes in everything we do, including investing. We can actually increase investment returns, profits, if we recognize actions that can cause us to lose money. Remember what we are trying to do by investing. We are trying to maximize profits or at least earn a reasonable return on our investments. I hope we are doing this so we can have a better life. I have to tell you, that's my motivation. I heard a number of investment advisors say they have two rules. Rule one, don't lose money. Rule two, see rule one. This emphasizes the significance of losses. If we don't lose money or at least minimize our losses, investment profits will substantially increase. Incurring losses can lead investors to take on greater risks in an attempt to make up for their losses. In effect, losses can lead to more losses. It is critical that we learn from mistakes. It is also important that we don't let mistakes keep us from investing. We need a well-thought-out investing plan and stay with it, unless there is a need to correct mistakes. With that as background, let's talk about some common investing mistakes. A big one is trying to get rich quick. Seeking profits quickly usually causes investors to take on higher risks. Many people become traders. They plan to buy and sell quickly after earning a profit. Many professionals are traders, and many of them make a great deal of money trading. It is very difficult, however, for the small investor or the new investor to make money trading for a sustained period of time. It is hard for them to spend the time, effort, and money to track investments and the market as a whole. Professionals spend a lot of time on the market. Many will buy and sell the same stock during the same day and then do the same thing the next day. One large trader was known for selling all of his trading stocks before going into any meeting that was expected to last for about an hour. He felt that too much could happen during that one hour. So much could happen that could cause losses. So his action was sell before going into the meeting. Sort of demonstrates what's involved in trading. I have two thoughts for the college student and the new investor who want to trade. First, consider buying companies that are somewhat cautious investments. Two companies come to mind, Verizon and PSE&G, the phone company and the utility. 
If their stock prices rise quickly and provide your desired profit, okay, sell. Trade them for your quick profit. But if they don't go up quickly, and many companies don't, these are companies you can hold on to. Collect their generous dividends. Verizon has a dividend that yields about 4.5%. PSE&G, about 3.5%. Their dividends help make them cautious investments. They are good investments based on fundamentals, including earnings, increasing dividends, price-earnings ratios, and future prospects. These are companies that have good long-term prospects. So if they don't accomplish your short-term trading goals, you can wait, hold on to them, collect your dividends until you have the desired profit. You could end up owning these companies for the long term. They are not your usual trading stocks. I have to admit that professional traders are unlikely to trade these companies. Professionals would buy riskier investments, that is, professional traders would. I am suggesting a more cautious approach to trading. I like to think of it as a somewhat hybrid approach in that you're doing what traders do that you're open to selling quickly. But the hybrid aspect is using that bit more of caution. If you decide to trade, pay careful attention to your trading investments and the market so you can act quickly. Another common mistake is only buying low price stocks such as those selling for $10 per share or less. You could ask, why not buy a $10 stock? It's cheap. The dollar cost per share is not an indicator of being cheap or expensive. A $10 stock may be expensive, while a $150 stock may actually be cheap. How much earnings you are buying, in other words, earnings per share, better reflects value, especially when considered in relation to stock price. I'm actually describing the price-earnings ratio. It provides an indication of a stock being cheap or expensive. Remember, it compares the price per share to earnings per share. We divide the stock price for one share by earnings per share. The result tells you how much you are paying for a dollar of earnings. We then can compare price-earnings ratios for two companies. And that gives us a good indication, or compare to the industry as a whole, that gives us a good indication of whether or not a stock price is cheap or expensive. So you should focus on the price-earnings ratio. I like to also focus on the forward price-earnings ratio to measure whether a stock is cheap or expensive. Consider why. Why is the $10 stock selling for $10 per share? And maybe even more importantly, as you work your way below 10, why is it selling for that price? It could be that it is due to losses and earnings disappointments. And at one time, it could have sold for much more than $10 per share. And if it did, you want to know why. Why has the price of that stock come down? On the other hand, why is the $150 stock selling for $150 per share. It could be due to the company's new products, dividends, and future prospects. The price trend tells us a lot. It is an important consideration. You want to remember how 
a stock becomes a $150 stock. It's because investors think highly of it, and they drove the price up. Our key, and what I always like to ask, what I call the little kid question, why? Why did the price of that stock go up? Never lose that question, why? A few years ago, a particular company was selling for about $300 per share. Many investors thought it was too expensive to buy. After all, $300 is a lot of money for one share, and I personally agree with that. It is a lot of money. But what those investors failed to consider was rising revenue and an expanding business. They didn't look at this company's future prospects. They failed to recognize that many people were using that company's services and buying products through it. And most importantly, that they were expanding. The company I'm describing is Amazon. It sells today for more than $3,000 per share. Consider the profit percentage on an investment that goes from $300 per share to more than $3,000 per share. It is amazing to think how much money could have been made from buying just one share. So my suggestion, don't be afraid to buy just a few shares or even just one of a high-priced stock, but be sure to consider the fundamentals and the prospects for the future. Don't just think that because it sells for such a high price that it's worth you buying it, but consider the fundamentals. Of course, Amazon has been unusually successful. So let's consider another company, Home Depot. A few years ago, it was selling for about $90 per share, and many individual investors wouldn't go near it. But it had excellent fundamentals and prospects. Today, it sells for more than $300 per share. So I again emphasize fundamentals and prospects. And don't be afraid of buying just a few shares or just one of a solid company. I'd like to emphasize, I am not suggesting that you buy Amazon or Home Depot today or that you buy $100 stocks today. I am suggesting that you don't eliminate that $100 stock from consideration without examining their fundamentals and prospects. What they plan to do in the future is extremely important, and that is where the forward price-earnings ratio comes in. It considers the estimated earnings that a company will make in the future, in the next year, an important consideration in determining whether stock is cheap or expensive. This leads to another common mistake, selling too soon. The best way to limit your gains is to sell too soon. The legendary investor Warren Buffett says his favorite holding period, the time which you own a stock. Buffett's favorite holding period is forever. Buffett says if you do good research, buy investments with good fundamentals and prospects, you could own that investment either forever or until something about the company changes and it is no longer a good investment. As a matter of fact, that's one of the rules of when to sell. When something has changed about the company, that it's not what you expected when you purchased it. Now, I am not advocating that you never sell. Speaking bluntly, Buffett is a billionaire 
and can easily afford to never sell. Ordinary people, such as myself, I can't necessarily do that. I save and invest to finance life. And there are times that life requires that I sell stock. And sometimes there are things in life that will make me choose to sell stock because of something I want to do on a personal level. I do like some of Buffett's advice in particular regarding holding stock until something changes about the company. Of course, if you made a mistake in your evaluation of the company, it should be sold. By the way, Buffett has admitted mistakes on investments he's made, and he sold them. When he sells, he will often admit there's a reason he sold. It may have been a mistake, and even Buffett makes mistakes. Gee, that's good to hear that he's as human as we are. So if you need money, or if you've identified a better investment, which is another good reason to sell, then do it. Sell. That is what Buffett does. Long-term investing has proven to be a most successful practice. Early investors in Apple and Amazon are millionaires. Their cost for those companies was just a few thousand dollars when they bought early. And if they never sold, they are today. If they bought just 100 shares of those companies, they are millionaires today on the basis of each company. Long-term investing has paid off handsomely for investors who hold stock for the long term. These are some common errors. There are many more that we will discuss in future sessions. Let's reiterate, mistakes are a byproduct of being human. Even Buffett has admitted in investing that he's human. The key to investing and to life is that we learn from mistakes. Don't be afraid to make them. Just don't be reckless. An interesting aspect of investing and life is that things change every day. The innovations and updates of life can sometimes be difficult, but they can also make life more interesting. Embrace investing. Embrace your life. Be prepared for changes. I think you'll be glad you did. Until the next time, stay calm, be thoughtful, and purposeful. You have been listening to Dollars and Cents for College Students with host Frank Longo. The opinions on this series are those of the host. Before making any financial decisions, be sure to consult with a financial professional such as a certified financial planner. For more information, visit cfp.net.